Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode is sponsored by Puma Running. As a pro marathon runner, having the best running shoes I can get is pretty crucial. I'm a Puma athlete and one of the reasons I actually signed with Puma in the first place was the huge amount of research and development that Puma put into creating their running shoes. They spent years developing the carbon race shoes, the Deviate Elites and the Fast Stars, which I do all my races in. Along with the huge range of awesome shoes, Puma have some pretty cool running kit too. I think my favorite thing at the moment is the running tops that have a foam pocket in the back, which is just super handy. Anyway, if you're looking for a new pair of running shoes or some new kit, we have a very special discount code for our 5 Miles Easy podcast listeners. So if you want to go to uk.puma.com and enter the code 5ME25, so that's 5ME25 at the checkout, you can get 25% off any shoes or clothing across the site. Thank you for joining us for 5 Miles Easy, where we go behind the scenes on our wins, uphill battles and learnings as we chase our running goals. We will be joined by guests to delve into everything from training and nutrition to mindset and beyond, bringing you conversations that motivate, inspire and get you one step closer to your goals. So let's race up for 5 Miles Easy. Steph, this podcast, we actually first thought of this on our five miles easy run hence the name which many of uh, those yeah we regularly do together and just an easy run where we kind of debrief on life running events and everything else yeah so we first met when uh, we were in the same training group so it started very much as just training partners and then we thought let's meet up for some easy runs and that's when we got to know each other a bit better and realized we have loads in common same in common, yeah. <laughs> Dogs, coffee, brunch, running, yeah, <laughs> everything. Exactly, and just balancing busy lives as well. So just being able to relate to that. So, and then the idea stemmed. I think one day I just said I'd love to be able to do a podcast. There aren't that many sort of female-led running podcasts out there that explore maybe the topics that we want to explore. And 
they felt like there's something missing and you agreed yeah totally yeah I've actually I've wanted to do it for a while as well um and having been a guest on a few podcasts and really enjoyed doing that I was like yeah I want to do this more so um yeah exciting to be kicking it off yeah nice passion project yeah Steph should we start by well as it is a running podcast giving a bit of a running history do you want to kick off yeah okay I'll kick off so so I think my journey of running I think how I got into running was fairly typical uh I started at school did some cross country um and just kind of I I actually started running with my dad um after I was in the school cross country team and it was at a park run one time he used to pace me and there was one where I overtook him um so this was probably when I was about 15 um joined an athletics club very much like just middle distance track 800s 1500s cross country um really loved it carried it on when I went to uni joined the athletics club and it was there where I got I had a coach who was very much like one-on-one like tailored my training just for me Mm. and when that happened I really noticed myself improving a lot and yeah my times were coming down so it was as I was leaving uni I was progressing really quickly and had amazing cross-country season and got selected to run for England in the cross-country which was obviously so exciting at the time um and I think at that point I was like okay like I've made an international team I'm just gonna like keep climbing and just be making so many teams now like that's how it works right you're just gonna keep progressing uh and that was seven years ago now and it and I've let's just say I've not made another team um I think like running is a lot of ups and downs as we both know Mm. and yeah you just you get to a point where you kind of plateau you lose motivation so I've definitely been in some like had some frustrating years with running um until I guess I found the marathon and I started absolutely loving it again uh so I since training for my first marathon I've been trying to nail it trainings always seems to go very well for it but the race not so much so I'm kind of still on that mission to nail a marathon because I know I've really got a good one in me so that's where I am now but yeah, yeah. there have been lots so of challenges. When, when did you make that England team because I think that's where I've like first not met you but competed against you and I remember turning up to this race and I was just like oh no Steph McCall's there <laughs> <laughs> that's me out the back and no now it's you turn up as oh no Rose Harvey's there um 2016 so yeah I think that was when that was like the first year that I started like I joined Clapham no hang on yeah no it was 2016 I joined Clapham Chasers so I think I like turned up to the road relays and then (laughs) I was just like oh that's definitely cool (laughs) so I knew of you a long time before we met yeah that that's that's funny um yeah yeah it was that was so fun that year um and I still, I love cross country. I've never really like gone back to it properly since then, yeah. but I feel like I may do that again. So brutal. But. Yeah. I think like, as we'll probably discuss in some of these episodes, like my relationship with running and racing. And I think what I loved about cross country was just that you're not focused on times. You're just, mm. it's the race. Like 
you don't have to compare that course to anything else. It's just like focusing on just that particular, yeah. And I know I absolutely love that, and I definitely have a different mindset when I race like that. So, yeah, I think I will go back to cross country at some point. But it's quite hard to mix it with marathon training as well, and like the risk of injury and yeah. guarding your ankle. So yeah, yeah. And to add in that you have a mentally busy job full time as well. So add that into the mix. Yeah. And a and a dog and life. <laughs> and a dog. And <laughs> many travel adventures. <laughs> many travel adventures. Yeah. Always yeah. on holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's what you prioritise. But um yeah, we'll see one day. Yeah. And nice. what about yours? Yeah. You've had quite a different introduction to running than I have. <laughs> um so yeah, pretty different. <laughs> I didn't really have I mean I didn't have the cross country or track or junior background um came to it pretty late and I actually did rowing at uni um not because I was good at it in fact I was pretty crap I'm not really built as a rower (laughs) um but it had a really good sports night so I was sold did you have to get up at like 5 a.m to do rowing sessions in the morning yeah I did in the winter yeah I mean there were occasions when I just didn't go to bed but <laughs> <laughs> at uni, just an all nighter yeah, from the yeah. club to yeah. the river. <laughs> to the river, yeah. It was risky, but um, it was fun. And then I actually quit it because I got tired of the early mornings. Um, but yeah, so basically went to a lot of sports nights and did a bit of rowing. And then went traveling. It was horrendously unfixed. I did no exercise at all. Um, and then I moved to London uh for law school and I was like right okay I'm I'm really unfit and I didn't really know many people here so London's a bit of a tough place to kind of come into when you don't know people and I was like kill two birds with one stone and join a running club now this was back when like this is 2015 um which is a long time ago now but um there were there weren't like all the fun running clubs with social runs and midnight runners with music and stuff it so was why did you choose running as as the club just um why did I choose running I think it's just easy like it was just an easy thing to do yeah uh it didn't I was on student budget in London so I was like well I can't do anything expensive (laughs) um and I don't know it's just I think at that age like there wasn't running was just the most obvious one like there weren't I couldn't really find any like I didn't really think about netball or anything. And I have no hand-eye coordination. (laughs) That's the other big factor in this. I'm actually actually quite crap at sport. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, running kind of was the most... (laughs) least barriers to entry, let's say. Um, And Clap and Chasers had a social run. And it was like the only club I could find with a social run. So I rocked up. um, Made... A friend <laughs> who um a girl I really got on with and we just hit it off and then I was like okay I'll keep going back to that anyway it was like didn't attempt track or tempo for a solid year I don't think but got more and more into it and then um I kind of got to a level where I was like an average well I'd say like top third of the club nice. um but was balancing it with full-time being a full-time lawyer which was pretty full-on and I was very much like career focused 
pretty wedded to my job and particularly just before lockdown I was in this mental job where I was kind of working like half LA hours and half European hours so it was like a lot of LA is like eight hours behind yeah horrendous <laughs> hours uh which at the time I th- I kind of thought I loved it but then as soon as I stopped I was like wow I'm really burnt out yeah so anyway that was just pre-lockdown 2020 lockdown hit and I got made redundant because the company went under so I suddenly went from like working this insane job to having three months garden leave which sounds great if if it wasn't in lockdown when I couldn't travel or do anything fun so do you uh, think if it wasn't lockdown you still you would have found it fun not working I think I'd have gone traveling or something yeah you know three months is not actually hard to fill yeah no I think I would find that that would be a dream for me but I just wonder like going from working so hard like all hours to then just having all this free time even if it wasn't lockdown it would just be such a shift yeah mate I mean it probably would have done but I don't know yeah I think I I love traveling yeah so I think I could have easily channeled myself into that yeah um but I didn't and (laughs) You couldn't. (laughs) And I couldn't. So I set myself a lockdown project of, um, I signed up to this triathlon, a half Ironman. I set myself this lockdown project of like getting really fit for this triathlon. And this was when we thought lockdown would be like a few weeks. Like, right, I'm going to use my three months garden leave and train basically like a pro triathlete and smash this half Ironman. (laughs) When I say smash, I have to add that I'm really, really crap at swimming. I'm pretty <laughs> average on the bike. So relative to my ability when I started, smash it. Yeah. Um, anyway, pool's closed. At one point you couldn't even cycle. Well, in Richmond Park. And I remember that and I would just run on the roads. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I would, there were no cars, no bikes. I would just run in the middle of the tarmac road that for was a lap. So good. It was so good. <laughs> Apart from the fact that I wanted to cycle. <laughs> yeah, for you, not so good. <laughs> not so good. Um, and of course, triathlon was cancelled. So I basically just ran <laughs> a lot. Uh, got a coach and just having a bit of structure, to be honest, and a lot more time. Saw some really quick progression and just kind of got hooked on it. Like getting faster over, it was only, you know, a couple of months and I saw like some great changes and that really, I think, just inspired me to keep going, to be honest. Um, got a new job, but it was also a bit of a reset for me in that, like, having taken a step back, I was like, I can't go back to that insane yeah. hours situation. So, yeah, carried on running around my job. And then, like, a year later, I got selected for the England team, ran, a, ran the glamorous Cheshire Marathon <laughs> and to... What was it? Two, well, pretty much 231. (laughs) (laughs) 2358. Wait, can we just backtrack? Sorry, 231, but what what was your previous PB before 231? 255. So it was like a solid chunk off. Big breakthrough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And at the time, wasn't the, like the Olympic and world qualifying time like 229 or something? So you were quite close to that already. Yeah. After a year of training properly yeah 
That's so impressive. Like you probably don't even realize yourself because you've just lived it and it's your reality. But like looking in at that, as someone that's trained for so many years, <laughs> it's like this girl just comes in, trains really hard. Like obviously you've worked insanely hard and you're very talented, but like that is amazing progression to be able to then yeah. get I to that level. I think it was weird at the time because I think because it was lockdown and I didn't have any other races or like, so you didn't really have any benchmarks and yeah. I was just kind of in it and as you say I didn't really I didn't notice it at the time I was like yeah. oh, I'm gonna go and do this race like finally I can do a race great and you knew just what pace you could do just from training and yeah that just ends up being 231 yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so yeah it was kind of weird but um I think the first England best felt like a massive breakthrough for me I was like wow this is insane and I went to that race and I was like this is just the the coolest thing ever yeah this is the peak of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you can retire. Yeah, I can retire, but I didn't. <laughs> Good. <laughs> didn't retire. Um, went to Seville Marathon and ran 227 and then Worlds, which was a very cool experience as well. So Yeah, it wasn't Seville. Like, it was a real turning point for you because you got your contract and able yeah. to quit your job and everything. Yeah, after pretty much straight after that, I um, got approached by Puma, who DM me on Instagram, signed with them in, well, it was pretty much just over a year ago. So, and then quit my job, which, yeah, had a year of being a pro athlete, which is insane. Gone so quick. Yeah, how, how are you finding it in terms of not having like a nine to five, although for you, probably like a seven till midnight <laughs> um it's just definitely been it's weird it's gone so when I when I first quit my job I was like I'm gonna take a sabbatical even though I've been signed by Puma so I was like full-time athlete theoretically um I was going to take a sabbatical because I just didn't think I would last without having something else yeah um I kind of need to be doing something all the time so it's yeah oh, I'm gonna enjoy my you know three weeks off and then I'm gonna <laughs> want to go three back weeks. but a year later here I am still living the best fun employment life <laughs> well you are technically employed technically <laughs> yeah um, I always think yeah. that because working full-time for me so I didn't mention it earlier but so I work in commercial finance full-time and I have tried like reducing my hours before and that was so beneficial to me just mm. not only for trainings like obviously I'm not at world-class Olympic level like you are but training is important to me so it did help that but it also just helps everything else be a bit more in balance so it's definitely mm. something that I'm and looking to do again you you're not like you I think you do more miles than me so you probably do <laughs> yeah it's my way of just like it's my meditation i need yeah. to like get out of doing any excuse not to work i'm just gonna go running <laughs> but yeah yeah it's funny i mean i look at you now i'm like how the hell do you do it even though i sort even of you did it <laughs> I, when when i did it to be fair i didn't i don't think i trained as much as you did you do now but i still look at you and i'm like I don't know, looking back, like I don't know how I used to do it and I don't know how you do it and still function as a normal human. 
and aren't knackered all the time. Yeah. But I suppose it's what a lot of people do as well. Yeah, I mean, like most people that train as a runner, they've got to yeah. balance a career as well. But I think it's just all about routine because I've done it for so long now that like it just feels normal. I don't feel like I'm running really, really high mileage because it's kind of like, okay, on a Monday, this is what I do. Yeah. And then, and then combining that with a work day, it just gives me time to like get outside, get fresh air, clear my head. It's like meditative and a de-stressor yeah and like my body copes well with high mileage so like it doesn't it's not my legs don't feel ruined Mm. like it's just used to it but I'm sure that if say I then went to your lifestyle of not having to do a job like a nine-to-five job that I would think, how the hell did I do that? How did yeah. I fit it in? Because I am just rushing around on stop. I don't really yeah. have time. Like, it's hard to get downtime. Yeah, but, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry, I interrupted what you were saying on, you then, you went to World Champs. <laughs> I went to World Champs, yeah. Um, which was an amazing experience, except that I got COVID. Um, and this was like in the height of COVID. But, so that that was not so great. Um, but still an amazing experience and definitely another like real pinch myself moment. Yes. Um, and yeah, hopefully there will be another one. Definitely. Yes. One day. For sure. So anyway, what's next for you running wise? So I have entered Frankfurt Marathon at the end of October, which I'm a bit scared about because, so I've done... I've completed four marathons now and for me for me none of them have gone perfectly to plan and I've always ended up slightly disappointed I say my PB I was happy with it in the circumstances because it was a COVID marathon um, and Goodwood racetrack which was like 11 yeah. laps of this really oh windy oh. Uh, slightly hilly like one side was an incline and the other was yeah uh, downhill that's Uh, 11 hills yeah yeah yeah. so it was like a fartlek because you'd be like pushing to go up and that was where the headwind was and then the downhill was a tailwind but yeah it was so cold it was in December and I felt like really good I'd trained so well for it and I felt good until I got so cold like because your body's just like starting to deplete I'd had like five gels (laughs) I was like I've got nothing left to have so I just like I was shivering whilst running and then so the last like four miles I just slowed completely but it was still a PB so it just it just tells me it's quite frustrating that if that didn't happen then I would have taken quite a lot of time off that one um but yeah like the other marathons I've done so I've done London twice and Valencia once I've just hated them (laughs) to be honest uh, I've loved the build-up like mm. so much I love marathon sessions and as we discussed like I'm a high mileage runner so I've no problem like getting in all the miles in between but the day itself there's just been something that just hasn't been right and I think a lot of it is psychological which is something I've been working on since my last marathon and that's why I'm nervous about Frankfurt because so my coach and I are kind of using Frankfurt as a bit of like a practice marathon 
um, just to like utilize all the skills that I've learned with the psychologist and then see if that helps how I feel on the day. So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to practice these in smaller races and the build up. Um, mm. But yeah, it's a bit worrying. I'm looking forward to the training. Yeah. But, but yeah. also so exciting because you have done all those marathons without that and like identified the problem and now you've like done so much work yeah to fix it like you know you can do the training yeah but now you've had this like massive extra yeah boost so yeah. actually it's just like so exciting to see what change that will make as you know you you've identified that is like yeah the big the big thing that needs changing yeah exactly so, it is because yeah. i know it's I'm not physical because i'm like if the training yeah. goes well it's not a physical th issue 100%, obviously yeah. something physical can unfortunately happen on the day but i know that that's not really happened it's been something in my head that's kind of gone mm. and for me it's like oh it's not been 100 percent perfect so if it's not 100 percent perfect oh no this has all failed and then like it just is a downhill spiral from yeah. there so i've just got to like lots of things i've practice is like understanding there's more than one outcome and there's lots of good outcomes that don't have to be 100 yeah. percent perfect also i think the marathon is never going to be perfect no never oh yeah. Uh, yeah i don't think anyone's no anyone that i know has like had a race where they say every single mile has been perfect like it's a bloody long way <laughs> yeah. you're gonna feel crap at some point <laughs> exactly <laughs> and you can watch people you can like see you can listen to other people saying that and you can see everyone's performances and be so understanding of that. But then when it comes to your own, you're just so much harder on yourself. And it's like, yeah, no, I like it's different for me, but it's not. We're all it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, totally. So, yeah. Totally. So, yeah, that's kind of what's next for me. Um, I'll have a few races in the build up. But yeah. Yeah. What about you're doing, you? You're doing big half. Right? I am doing big half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, say <laughs> you can say that, yeah. <laughs> big announcement. <laughs> big announcement, Steph McCall's doing the big half. <laughs> okay, you had it here first. <laughs> Wait, are you doing it as well? Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> well, <laughs> you might not actually be allowed to say that because I don't have a place, but... <laughs> well, so you'll be, you'll be there. Because that, I've been disorganised. Well, I might, yeah. Fine. Hopefully. And then... Is that in the build-up to an autumn marathon? It is, which, again, I mean, there's a bit of the theme here. Hopefully Berlin, but I also don't have an entry, so. Okay, <laughs> so maybe after this you could go home and do some <laughs> admin. <laughs> I have been, Berlin, I've been a little bit more on my admin, but it's really hard to get into. I think okay. everyone's doing an autumn marathon is the issue, and Berlin's yeah. a fast one, so... And Olympic qualifying time. Yeah. Paris 2024. That is the big goal. So, which unfortunately seems to be everyone else's goal, surprisingly. Oh, um, right. It's not just yours. No, not just mine. <laughs> okay. So, quick fire questions. Number one. Number one. Right. Now, I know this one for you already, but I'm going to ask it. If you could listen to one music artist for the rest of your life... And one only, who would it be? I'm not even ashamed that it's that obvious because <laughs> I'm so proud of it. So, okay, my music taste, summarised into two words. First word, Taylor. <laughs> Second word, Swift. Mega fan over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yes, I would absolutely listen to her every single day for the rest of my life and not get bored. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm you did go to, I'm going to embarrass you now, but you went to Nashville. That's it's not, not embarrassing. It's not, it's not I'll show up about that. <laughs> yeah. Went to Nashville and to see Taylor Swift, which is very cool. Uh, but then went back to see her the next night. <laughs> yes, because the first night was the best night of my life. So and are you going to disclose how much you paid to see her on the next night? I will not night? be disclosing that. Um, <laughs> the second night, um, yeah, we were still in Nashville and we just thought, like, the stadium is right there. <laughs> Let's get some Taylor resale Swift tickets. It's right there. Why would you be anywhere else? <laughs> Why would I be anywhere else? So, yeah, that was absolutely incredible. And then international dates next year, Wembley. Okay. I'm there. Right. Have you got tickets? Yes. Of course you have. But you know what? I do actually, even though I laughed at you in Nashville, I love that. You know, you only live once. Do what makes you happy. Honestly, I could die tomorrow. This is always my attitude. Like, I work hard. I'm going to, you know, I'm sensible with money to an extent. But then I'm going to... Not when to it comes to... <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I am going to invest on experiences that uh, make lifelong memories. So yeah. that is what I did. Uh, but yeah, no regrets that. at all. No regrets. And what about your favourite artist that you'd listen to for the rest of your life? Um... So I actually have pretty eclectic music too, so I say. But I think one, if I had to choose one artist, it would be Lane 8, uh, because I love him. And Ironic name for an artist. I know. Very ironic. Uh, and actually, my reason for choosing them is because they get me you through. You love track. Mm-hmm, because I love track. <laughs> I actually don't love track. Um, I Well, do I love track? Love-hate relationship. Anyway, we're not talking about running. Um, they just get me through, like, you know when you're on a cool down and you're absolutely dead and you need, like, something just to get you through? It's, like, always lane eight for me. So they just got me through some tough running times. Yeah, I need to I need to listen to them. It's quite, yeah, it's kind of deep house. Great for a walk bike session, too. Yeah, that's what I need. I need that music where, like, it just powers you. Yeah. You know, it gives you that adrenaline. Yeah. You just like need yeah. to smash it so hard. Yeah, they're my they're my one. Nice. Okay, next question is what is one thing that you couldn't live without? One thing. Um if we're going item rather than person dog, um, I would say my coffee machine. Because I am categorically a coffee snob, not ashamed of it. And yeah, basically when we moved house, I bought a fancy coffee machine and just just makes me happy every morning. Do you know what surprises me about you though? You say you're a coffee snob, but you have dairy milk. Yeah, because it's the best. I always think every coffee snob has to have oat milk. Oat flat no. white. And well, I actually drink it. So my first coffee of the day has to be black. Okay. I have, I have a routine. Yeah, strong Not black, like a long black. No. It's my. F- it's actually my favorite coffee. Okay. But then normally mid morning I'm a bit peckish, so I go for some milk in it. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a flat white as well, but a long black is like my go-to. It's my yeah, I love it. Yeah. 
just live off coffee if you know I didn't need food, which I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's yours? Mine is going to have to be my slippers. Nice. As soon as I step in the front door when I get home, <laughs> I am in those slippers. They are just a hug for my feet. Oh, cute. My <laughs> <laughs> feet go through a lot in the day and I just need them to have some comfort when I'm indoors. So, yeah, slippers. Nice. I do not live without them. I've packed them on holiday as well before, just in my suitcase. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. When it's when you're going somewhere cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you no, just, not even you, cold. You don't want, oh, just not even cold. Just do anyway. you wear them in a heat wave, like when it's in summer? Um, maybe less so. I like do wear my sliders a bit more inside, mm. but I wouldn't rule them out. Like in the evening, yeah, yeah. nice. Just yeah. you still need that hug. <laughs> yeah, the feet need the hug. Okay, next question. What was your dream job as a kid? Okay, this <laughs> this is quite. F- I've got a few. Um, and I'm going to say them in order of how they progressed. So the first one is funny because it is running related, but my dream job was to be a 100-meter sprinter. <laughs> I love it. Um, bit this different was from the marathon. <laughs> yeah, a little bit different from the marathon. So I, this started purely from sports day in primary school, and my primary school was very, very small, I think there was 16 of us in the year. So, like, it's probably not a huge competition, but uh, when I was the fastest in the class, I thought, like, wow, I'm the fastest. (laughs) (laughs) I've really got a talent here. So, yeah, I just thought I was really good at short distance. I hadn't done any... We didn't do cross-country in primary school, so um, I only knew how to run fast over a short distance. And so I thought, I'm going to be a sprinter when I'm older. That soon changed, as we know. Um, But as a teenager, then my dream job was to be a forensic scientist. Bit different. Very different. Bit of a U turn there. Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, I started getting an interest in science and I watched a lot of CSI. Mm. So, and I think it's a lot more glamorized on the TV compared to what that job would be like. In real life, so. yeah. I mean, the gore would just yeah, you know, and it would just keep you up at night. It. What you see? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, then you know, yeah. obviously okay. went to my other dream, finance, <laughs> <laughs> living the dream. Less gore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What nice. about you? What was your dream? Um. So I wanted to be a TV presenter, but like a travel TV. TV presenter specifically, or do like travel journalism. I think because I, I've actually always loved travel, and similarly to you, I, I can't remember which TV show it was, but I got this idea from watching this like holiday program, and I was like, that is what I want to do. Just get paid to go and you know, go around a country and say what you see. Sounds great. Yeah, I you love know what? that. I still do it now. Yeah, absolutely. I've always said that after running. No, but both. So, like, yeah. being able, being paid to, like, travel and run would be the best combination for a job. Yeah. You could just, and you could train properly as well. Like, there's so many places where you can, you know, you can get yeah. in your normal training. Totally. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Okay, so if you could be world class at one other sport, not running. Okay. What would it be? 
it would be actually you know what it would be on the so on the news today i saw that break dancing is now an olympic sport and it would be that they look so cool that's so cool and i it just fascinates me i don't know how they're like so strong and flexible and have rhythm and i just don't know how our body does that because <laughs> i have none of those <laughs> things i would love to see you try no, but <laughs> a few of my friends know this but i love dancing i'm not even that good at it but i just want to be so good at dancing Same, it's I just want so to be cool good, but i'm so uncoordinated yeah and then i'll be it's taylor swift backing dancer <gasps> okay right <laughs> my other dream <laughs> yeah that is the real dream so let's cool. be honest but yeah break dancing at the olympics i'm gonna be tuning in yeah, hundred percent. It looks so cool, and yeah, I mean, yeah. just insanely talented people who I just don't know how they do it. But that'd be mine. What's yours? Mine would be tennis. So I love sport, but I don't love watching loads of sports. But I really do enjoy watching tennis, and not just men's tennis, but women's tennis because I feel like out of all the sports out there like women's tennis is a big female sport yeah i think it's the most equal pay of any sport isn't it yeah and golf so cool. weirdly which i didn't know until i, I don't enjoy it. watching golf no i don't watch it but yeah but yeah tennis, <laughs> but is tennis a good one. yeah tennis i can really get into it um yeah. and i just think it's so cool like to be a skilled tennis player yeah. they're amazing it's insane the speed of their serves i just yeah yeah i don't know how the shoulders don't just dislocate yeah but they're also really tall so i'd have to grow at least a foot to be good because mm, that's a to get power on the surf <laughs> but yeah so i don't see it ever happening but yeah that'll probably be mine hey i mean i don't see break dancing happening either so okay next one favorite brunch so it really depends if i'm fancying savory or sweet so if it's Save this is serious decision right now. So if it's savory, it's gonna be shakshuka. Nice. Very good. If it's sweet, anything oat based, because I love oats. Porridge, I'm very passionate about this. Porridge, <laughs> granola, muesli, overnight oats, anything oaty. Just love them. I could eat oats all day. I'm basically just a giant oat at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you are a giant oat there we have it <laughs> good runner food <laughs> Jeff, runner, finance person giant oat uh, uh, yeah what about yours um i mean whenever we go for brunch i basically i do that thing where you look at the menu really intently and then always pick the same thing so i always pick and i'm going to say it right this time because I've also realized I've never said it right. Shakshuka, which well I've been calling Shashushka <laughs> for, for the last 30 years of my life. Well, not that long because I haven't been eating it for that long. But yeah, embarrassingly, no one's corrected me, including every waiter, waitress that served me. So that's embarrassing. But I love it. Yeah, it's even a, if it I is can't a say it. <laughs> well, you've learned now. <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> that's all that matters. Um, yeah, they're a great choice. Yeah. Solid brunch choice. Okay, so what is the next country that you would want to visit? Oh, that's a hard one. I've got so many on my list. Can I have two? Yeah. Okay. 
and then order them. <laughs> Patagonia. Okay. Really want to go because there's amazing running, hiking. I love the mountains. I know mm. great mountains. Um, it just seems like a really cool adventure place. Yeah. And I read a bit about it recently. I was just like, I need to go. So that's up there. Um, and then a bit closer to home, Slovenia, because also similar, just meant to be really beautiful, has I think like 70% of it is forest, which is cool. That's so cool. It's got lakes, mountains, amazing running, biking. Mm. So just sounds like a great holiday place. Yeah. I've not been to either of them either, yeah. so they would definitely be on my list. What's what's yours? I would also go South America. So I think Argentina mm. would probably be top. Um, my parents did a big trip in South America last year for like three months and they took a break from work, just living the dream. And yeah, their adventures sounded so fun. So like Argentina sounded really cool. Um, but... I think just a lot of South America I still need to tick off, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. You need to quit your job and have three months off. And easy get, get paid to travel and run. And get, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there we Anyone go. Anyone out there, I'm willing to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the end of the quick fire questions. That was fun. On, it was fun. A wrap on episode one. So next episode, we will be joined by a special guest. But exciting, exciting. Uh, but we hope this episode has just given you a little taste of what's to come and a bit of insight into us, our lives, and most importantly, our brunch choices, all the important things. Thanks for joining us for Five Miles Easy. See you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 